to help people understand that like the things that you feel, the traumas that you experience, the thoughts that you think are not just random and they're patterns and these patterns are then expressed as disease in our body. And so we need to support the physical body, but we need to break through some of these patterns mm -hmm. to help us not repeat the same thing over and over again. Like that's how you really heal yes. as opposed to just manage disease. Like Hello, everybody. This is Christy Cordingly, host of the Flare Up Show, a girl with the Flare Coaching. And thank you so much for joining us today. I have Dr. Jane Levesque, a fertility uh, naturopath from Calgary, who is just amazing. And I love her because she focuses um, on overall health as a as a precursor to fertility and reproductive health. So through her own story, which she will share in great detail about um, how she had experienced some symptoms that some people weren't taking seriously. And then she had troubles with uh, miscarriage and not being able to get pregnant. And it, it took some time to figure out what the issue was. And there's a lot of myths when it comes to fertility, miscarriage, also, you know, how we feel postpartum. And she's going to talk a lot about that today. So it's a really great episode. She's extremely uh, open about her journey through all her personal health issues. And we have a really great discussion on, you know, overall reproductive health for women and also what the, the man's role is when it comes to uh, fertility and different solutions and ideas uh, that we can create great reproductive health but also just great health period and that we understand and know our bodies and that we can advocate for ourselves so i think you're really going to enjoy it she's lovely and has lots of great information so this is going to be awesome uh, i also wanted to say that i just recently uh, launched my very first 90-day planner and planner might be a misleading word because it is more of a workbook on how to do life and do life well and happy. It's a workbook that has monthly, weekly and daily pages for you to set priorities, for you to figure out where it may be what, where you need to nourish yourself. And I don't just mean in vitamins and food, but I mean like, in like, do you need a little joy today? Do you need to be focused a little bit on your career this week? Those kinds of things. And it, it gives you different prompts uh, for things to meditate on, journal on and think to really change your mindset. And really it's about creating a growth mindset where you become the hero of your own story. There's three different mindsets. The victim, of course, is the one where you feel you're at the whim of the world, that you have no control over anything that comes and that can be very uncertain and some people can get very angry or anxious in that mindset. Then there's a helper mindset where I don't deserve anything, but I'm going to help everybody else get everything. So you sacrifice yourself in order to people please. And although that's somewhat noble, it, it's not healthy either. And then the hero mindset is just that great balance of, I know some things in life are uncontrollable, but I have the tools and resilience to tackle life no matter what it throws at me. I also do have some control over how my life turns out and by what things I can focus on, what 
I can put into whatever it is that I'm, I'm working towards. So the hero mindset is really where it's at. That's really, you know, we'll sort of bounce back and forth between some of those mindsets, but the more time we spend in the hero mindset, the overall better our health generally tends to be. Uh, so that's what this planner is. And it's only 90 days because I feel like 90 days is enough of a commitment. I've had many planners where I've taken out a whole year, wellness planners or whatever, trackers, and then felt defeated when I didn't finish the whole year. Um, 90 days is a great amount of time because it's short enough to make the commitment, but it's also long enough to see some good results. And then you can take a next step from there. And uh, the plan will be eventually to have uh, multiple versions of the planners with different prompts and meditations so that you always have sort of a fresh one to go uh, once you start wrapping up your 90 days that will give you a fresh outlook, new things to think about, new things to do. On my YouTube channel, there's a little video about the planner. Uh, there are two. There's one really short one, which is like a minute commercial, just kind of gives the highlights. And then there's a half an hour one, which goes into detail about what is the planner? What does it do? How to use it? Uh, so that way, if you do pick up the planner and you're like, I'm lost, I can't figure this out. You have that resource, or at least you can take a look to see if that is the planner that is going to work for you. So anyways, enjoy Dr. Jane Lebeck. But first, a message from our affiliate. You know, Hypno Babies is not just for people that want to have babies, are having babies, have babies and toddlers. It is for everybody. They have a whole section called Hypnosis for Life with tracks like reducing anxiety and stress, for creating a better sleep, for creating a more confident me, uh, for concentration, for focus and study habits. There's tracks even for uh, reducing fear of needles. So if you need to get blood work done or go to the doctor, that might be one for you. There are such a variety of great tools to help everyday people like you and me feel a little better, a little more relaxed, and really delve into the power of our minds and our subconscious. Hypnosis is a natural state. We are in hypnosis many times a day, whether we're watching TV, whether we uh, zone out for a few minutes. So hypnosis is natural, but this is just a way of harnessing the subconscious in a way for our betterment and for our wellness. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and recovery system. And very important for that to be activated as much as possible throughout the day for us to have great lives. So let Hypno Babies help you. I'll put a link in the show notes. The show does receive a small proceed for any orders and that helps the Flare Up Show stay running. Thank you. All right, welcome everybody. I'm so excited to have today Dr. Jane Levesque from Calgary. She is a naturopathic doctor and fertility specialist. And we're gonna talk a lot about sort of the myths around fertility. We're gonna talk about some of the myths around miscarriages. We're gonna talk about overall health. And I was just explaining to Dr. Jane uh, before we came on that when I struggled with a little bit of fertility, they just gave me some magic pills, fixed the problem, but they never actually told me what was wrong with my body. So we're going to get into a little bit of that as well. Uh, so start, I don't want to do much talking. I want you to do most of the talking. So maybe just introduce yourself. What are you known for? What are your areas of expertise? 
For sure. Thanks, Christy, for having me. And thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that story. I think it's really powerful that we as women share our stories because a big component of infertility and pregnancy loss is that you feel very alone. You feel like you're the only one that's going through the process. And so I think the more that we can bring awareness of how many people are actually struggling with this, the more connected and the, the more information and help people start to get. So it's really powerful. Thank you for having me here. But um, Dr. Jane Levesque, as you said, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I specialize in fertility. I have my own kind of fertility journey, if you will, of, you know, I stepped into naturopathic medicine as most of us alternative practitioners do because we have our own story. So I mm-hmm. struggled with IBS. I had, you know, weight loss resistance. I couldn't lose that 20, 25 pounds that I gained through university and the IBS, the anxiety, the weight, it just kind of spiraled. And the thing that my, the conventional system just didn't have any answers for me. They didn't connect the dots that maybe me being on birth control had any of that. In fact, they said, there's no way it had any connection and I was healthy. So you have 20 pounds to lose, who cares? But it's like, yeah, but I'm eating well and I'm exercising and why am I always puffy? And why can't I have predictable times to go to the bathroom? Why do I feel like I have to know where the bathrooms are, where I'm going? You know, to me, that wasn't normal and I didn't want to accept it as such. So I started looking for alternative answers and the naturopath that really shifted me was the one that not just looked at my physical symptoms, but helped me connect how my mental and emotional well-being was expressing in my physical body, if you will. So how my anxiety and overwhelm was actually causing a lot of my IBS symptoms. And of course, there's other things that were compounding, but it wasn't this one approach. It wasn't, it was holistic. It was very well-rounded. And so that's kind of the approach that I took being a naturopath myself before I specialized in fertility to help people understand that like the things that you feel, the traumas that you experience, the thoughts that you think are not just random and they're patterns and these patterns are then expressed as disease in our body. And so we need to support the physical body, but we need to break through some of these patterns to help mm-hmm. us not repeat the same thing over and over again. Like that's how you really heal yes. as opposed to just manage disease. Like I knew how to manage my IBS, <laughs> but I had to walk a very straight line. I couldn't veer off as soon as I had something. It was like, oh, nope. And so that's not really a way to live. And, you know, fertility, it was a personal experience of, hey, first time, no issues getting pregnant, very similar to you, but pregnancy was not fun. Uh, not great labor, took a long time to heal, took a long time to feel like I was a mom and that I was, you know, connected to my baby, like a year and a half, you know, I couldn't, like, I didn't really feel like I was a mom. Like I was just kind of taking care of, you know, of her and doing the thing. Um, And then when I decided to try again, A, it took me a while to feel ready But B, I was like, I wonder if there's things that we can do that would prepare us Mm -hmm. because, you know, being a naturopath, I saw these women having babies in the woods and at home. And it's like, I wanted to do that. (laughs) And there was like, that was the plan. And there was just, you know, that wasn't a possibility for when I had my first daughter. And I realized that at the time and, you know, hospital, all that jazz is it. I was okay with that. But the point was that I was like, I wonder if there's something that I can learn. I wonder if there's a skill that I'm missing or something that I'm not aware of 
And so that's when I started digging into my research. And again, my lesson of physical, mental, and emotional is all connected. I did, I was probably in the best shape, the best health physically, mentally, and emotionally. My husband had a lot going on. It was, you know, in the middle of COVID, we, uh, we were moving, we had a lot going on with our business, but I was really stubborn. And I was like, you know, I want to have a baby in the summer. I want to, you know, like <laughs> that now is the time that I need to get pregnant. And so we got pregnant, but it ended in a miscarriage. Oh, and it was like this big slap in my face to be like, did you really think, did you really think that you could just pencil this thing in? Um, And it just took me back to my healing with my first naturopath who really shifted me to like, what do I need to learn here? What was happening? Because physically I did all the stuff. What's missing? And it was, you know, connection with my husband, making sure we're on the same page, making sure I wasn't just okay, let's do this. I was genuinely, my soul was ready to be pregnant again, to meet my baby, to shift in a different way that what I did with my first one. And I needed to go through that experience in order to, you know, have my second baby, which was a magical birth at home that I envisioned. And, you know, it, that's why I'm here now. Cause it's like, we are experiencing a lot of infertility. We are experiencing a lot of pregnancy loss, a lot of um, no answers as to what's happening. And mortality rates for, you know, a first world country, Canada and the U.S. have some of the worst infant mortality rates. Babies are dying as they're being born and moms are dying as they're being born. It's, it's, um, it's unacceptable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's heartbreaking, right? It's, I can't when, I mean, and I'm in the space and I feel it for every single woman even whether you had a miscarriage at five weeks at 13 weeks or like infant loss, I just, I shut down for a little bit still to this day when I hear about it, because it's like, I cannot imagine that pain, you know, that is so it's very profound. So um, my hope is, and my goal and my mission is really to help women feel more confident and in control of their fertility journey. And I do that by helping them feel more confident and in control of their bodies. Mm -hmm. Their bodies are really strong when you feel vibrant, when you feel energetic, when you understand how your body's communicating to you, then you can take it through this process that's really can be really magical, but can also be really stressful. And it's also very demanding on your system. And I think that we have forgotten that or that hasn't been educated enough that it is the most stressful thing that the female body will ever go through. The demands, the nutrition, the energy, the like physically, mentally, emotionally, it's so demanding, not just during pregnancy, but then postpartum, like that's when it really starts. So, you know, I'm really passionate about getting that education out. So women are not, or couples, I should say, are not just jumping into it thinking, oh, let's just start trying and see what happens. It's like, we take more energy and time <laughs> to buy a house and to buy a car than we do to start a child. Like you can sell your house. You can't, a child is this permanent thing, you know? And so to just bring more awareness and to be more intentional with our the process of stepping into parenthood, really. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a couple of things. You talked about sort of the the 
the typical hospital response. And I always think of the analogy, like when I would go with my chronic illness to the doctors or various specialists, and they would tell me, you know, the stuff or hand out more medications. I'm like, but I'm sitting on a tack. Why are you giving me an Advil? Can't we just pull the tack out? Can we figure out where the tack is, please? Like that's, 100. that's it. Yeah, you don't have to feel the tag, just take the Advil. But that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I always, I try not to blame the doctors. I blame it's the system. It's not their fault. Yes. Yeah, it's always the system. And the system is really designed for emergency situations. But 95% of the things that they're seeing is chronic illness. And so we're not going to see a shift until we see people educated, until we us start to ask for something different, that we seek different care, because that's the biggest objection that people come to me and they say, but doctor said everything is normal. Like you're in line next to somebody who <laughs> is one donut away from a heart attack you are normal in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You're not overweight. You don't have clogged arteries. You don't have, you know, and it's like, if you're comparing yourself to that, of course you are, but that's what they're seeing on a daily basis. Yes. So your problems are just not that big. And that's why if you want optimal health, if you want something different, it's like, well, you just have to, I always say, you're not asking for the wrong thing. You're asking the wrong people. Yes. It's like in your mechanic to do your accounting. <laughs> They're not really trained, right? They're not really trained in them. No, definitely not. They're, they aren't. And my doctor is amazing. She's actually taken quite a bit more education into chronic illnesses. And we actually have some really good chats. And she said the other day, you know, I've learned a lot from you about, awesome. right? Like, but yeah, so it, it's nice. We can self-advocate. We can make yeah. changes we we can influence the way the world sees these things that are happening and fertility has definitely a lot of misconceptions so can you share a bit about what some of those misconceptions are and how can a person advocate for themselves once they're in that doctor's office and maybe getting the same like sure. blank stare or like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think the biggest myths that I hear now to this day is that it's not predictable. Like you have no idea that it's going to be an issue for you until it's an issue, um, which honestly, it's not true. There's lots of signs and symptoms beforehand that tell you that you're probably are going to struggle with getting pregnant. And the myths of like, you don't, you can't really predict what your pregnancy journey is going to be like, what your postpartum, because it all comes down to what's the base. Like if you are the vessel that's growing this baby, then, and that requires an insane amount of energy and insane amount of nutrients, good hormone function, right? Good blood sugar regulation, thyroid function, immune system function. Now, if those things are not working well, what are the chances that you might struggle? And I really say there's no guarantee when it comes to pregnancy and your fertility journey, but there's probability. So the probability of you struggling to get pregnant is much higher if you have an irregular cycle, mm -hmm. if you have a cycle that's really heavy or really light, because those are all signs of hormone dysfunction. If you have acne, if you have thyroid issues, if you have weight loss resistance, why? Because those are signs of either toxic overload. You have poor um, 
uh, hormone function again with ins- whether it's insulin, blood sugar, or cortisol when it comes to weight loss resistance. It maybe it's low nutrient status that's causing. So it's kind of this rabbit hole that you can go down in terms of what's causing what, but your body's always talking to you. So the myth of it doesn't, you can't predict it. It's just going to show up when it shows up is really not true. I think that if we're in tune with our body, we can tell that something is off here. And if something is off, that probability of, you know, being able to have a healthy baby starts to go down. The other myth, big one is that males are not as big of a component as females, but males provide 50% of the DNA. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing a huge decrease in the sperm quality. So 40 to 60% of the times it's male factor infertility. And that's a huge number, right? Whether it's a pregnancy loss or not being able to get pregnant. I can't tell you how many men sperm I look at. And it's like, <laughs> even if they're supposed to be really healthy, young, 29, it's like, this is low count for somebody who's 29. So what's going on and digging a little bit deeper. Um, so that's kind of the myth, the, the big myths, uh, I would say in terms of advocating for yourself, it's, you know, I'm going to bring it back to my story. If you're sitting in front of your doctor and they're telling you that everything is fine and that's normal, what I say to that is you're already sitting in front of someone who's not willing to listen to your problems. So you just described a doctor that you have who's really great at listening and she said, you have taught me so much. That's amazing. That's what your doctor should do. Mm -hmm. So you are, I don't want to say like, you're the leader. You get to decide if you don't like your doctor, you can find another one. And sometimes it feels like, oh, but I can't because it's going to be across town or there isn't, they're not taking it. If it's important to you, you're going to make it happen. That's all it is. And so if you're sitting in front of someone and you're telling your problems, it's like, think about getting into a relationship. So if you're on the first date, And that person that's sitting in front of you is right away, like not listening to you, not like doesn't seem interested. Would you go on the second date with them? Mm -hmm. It's like, unlikely. The first date is when you're supposed to show your best cards, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so it's the same. Like I find it's a relationship with your doctor. And so if your doctor isn't very receptive and it's a very intimate, vulnerable experience that you're trying to, you know, you're sharing a very vulnerable piece of your life, then it's go to another doctor. And it's like, yeah, but I've been to five, go to 10. Like, how important is this for you? Because it wasn't my first naturopath that healed me. It wasn't my second or my third. It was like my fifth. And that's a naturopath, you know, Like, like we're trained to listen. And it's not that the other naturopath, they just didn't understand me the way that this naturopath did. Mm-hmm. He got me, he understood me. He, I felt heard, you know, I felt understood by him. And so that's why I healed because yeah. it was like, I had a very trusting relationship. So if you don't have a trusting relationship, you just have to keep searching and whether it's online, whether it's, you know, in person, because that's, that's then it's easy for you to advocate for yourself because your doctor is listening to you. Yes. 
Yes. And you can ask for tests specifically. And if they kind of balk and talk about cost or whatever, like what I learned works really well. I've learned this with specialists is prove to me that it's not this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, fine, we'll order the test. And then you're like, and then you get the results back. And I, for myself, I knew I had something wrong with one of my ovaries. I knew a PCOS, but I really knew something was wrong. And intuition, I don't know. It just, yes, there was exactly. Pain. Your intuition is so there powerful. Was, there was something. And so my doctor sent me to a, one of the, you know, top gynecologists in the city to do a, a look. And he talked about, oh, it's your weight and, you know, the usual stuff. Like, come back to me after you lose a few pounds. I'm like, no, you proved to me right now. What test are we going to do? So they yep. did an MRI and I did have a bleeding ovary and I was in a lot of pain. And when they finally did the surgery, it had bled yep. so much. My whole abdomen was fused to my, to my bowels. It was, it was a very intense surgery. It saved my life, but it took just me saying, you had to ask for that. Yeah. Just to say it proved to me that it's not, and then yep. I'll leave your office and I'm yep. fine. And actually that doctor apologized and, and that's, that's really sad, right? It shouldn't have to sure. be that way, but I, I do imagine they do yep. get quite a few keyboard warriors, but they do need to listen. It's just time, right? Their health, sure. our healthcare system is so overstrained, which doesn't help either, right? They're overstrained no. and underfunded and it's, the whole system is is a big it's problem. breaking i mean we could see it we could see it through the pandemic right yes. and so i try to empower my patients even more and say pay for the tests like i run the tests yes and it's out of pocket and when people say well is it covered by insurance it's like listen when does your car insurance kick in mm -hmm. is it to change the oil or to switch up the air filter or it's when you've been in a major crash mm -hmm. right even sometimes if you get into a fender bender you're like i don't want to activate my insurance because that means my insurance is going to go up and so we have to stop thinking about this like insurance as a way you might have to fork out some money for yourself to pay to understand <laughs> what's going on and that's really kind of the and i understand that still i mean in the u.s they they're kind of used to paying for it we're in canada we're used to having these things covered, mm -hmm. but then you're looking at time. And so how much is that time worth for you? Yes. And, you know, I hate when docs say lose some weight and then come, it's just like, <laughs> do you know that it's really hard for me to actually lose weight because of the inflammation and the hormones and all of this stuff? Like you could be eating like a bird and mm -hmm. not be able to lose weight which actually is creating a lot more stress and blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> you know, the weight is just a symptom. Yeah. Like it's not the root cause. So not. if someone is, even if they're overeating, then I'm looking at, well, why are they overeating? Are they stressed? Do they have dopamine issues? What's causing them not to be able to control themselves? Yes. Right? Or to make choices that they know, like most people know it's sitting and eating a bag of chips every night before bed isn't good. People know that. So why do we keep doing it? Well, because there's usually some sort of an imbalance, right? There's whether it's neurotransmitters, whether it's nutrients, whether it's just stress and cortisol and feeling unfulfilled, whatever it is, like dig deeper, mm -hmm. you know, but you can't when you're seeing thousands of patients. And so to me, it's like you it's worth your investment to work with a practitioner who's going to care. 
Yes. Yes. And like, oh my God, but it's, but you are the vessel that's living here. You know, <laughs> like I was at a point where I couldn't leave the house unless I knew where the bathrooms were. And it was like, this person is telling me that's normal. So what's my other option? Okay, well, I'll invest into a practitioner and I'll continue to invest because I know that like I'm the greatest ROI. Yeah, I have the greatest return of investment on myself. I can work and make more money. I can do whatever and, you know, versus asking for the right thing, but the wrong people, mm-hmm. you're always just going to feel hopeless and it's take the power back, do what you need to do to make it happen. Cause you are a really important investment. You really are. You really, really are. So I want to talk a bit about the miscarriage because that was obviously a very traumatic time for you. And now you have a miscarriage support program and there's mm-hmm. also miss around miscarriage, right? Correct. Like if we're seeing some of this politicized in the States where, you know, they're talking about women being responsible for death of babies through miscarriage. And I mean, it's, it's insanity, some, right? It's total insanity. So <laughs> I don't I, even, I, that's not even something that I think about. Cause I'm like, no, because it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But there are actual myths around miscarriage. And so what can women do to understand some of those, the truths about miscarriage and how can sure. we support ourselves going through something traumatic, yeah. like the loss of a, of a baby? Yeah. So it's miscarriages are common. They're one in four. They used to be one in five. Now people, one of the reasons that we're seeing them so common is because we have tests that we can do that show us a lot sooner that we're pregnant. A lot of the times, you know, back even 50 years ago, you just wouldn't even know that you were pregnant. And so now we're considering that a miscarriage versus just a heavy period. Mm -hmm. The point being is it doesn't really matter when you find out when you're pregnant, the emotional roller coaster is, you know, you, you go on it. And so maybe you go on it for six weeks versus eight weeks, nine weeks, 13, however long. But it's there, The if the desire, especially to have a pregnancy was there, then it's going to be a devastating experience. But some of the, the things and the reason why I created the miscarriage support program and what drove me nuts, even being in the alternative healthcare space, is that you're just told there's nothing you can do. You can like, it's totally normal. You just go home and wait for it to happen. And so you can have options. They're like, do you want to take a medication? Do you want to do a procedure? Or do you want to just wait and watch and see what happens? And when they talk about the wait and watch, they'll say, oh, it can take two to three weeks for it to start. And it's going to be painful and crampy. And so they make it sound like it's this awful experience, which don't get me wrong. It's not a fantastic experience, but I found personally that it was a very healing experience to go through because there was a lot of emotions that came up and I needed to feel those emotions in order to heal, to be able to prep for my next pregnancy, feeling like it was that knock right slap in the face where I'm like, oh, I have things to feel here. And so I find that, hey, number one, we're just not given any tools of how we can support our body. And that it's just something to go through and then wait three months and then try again. Where in reality, it's going to be very different for every single woman when she feels ready, what the body does. Like some women never recover post miscarriage, meaning it takes them forever to get their menstrual cycle back. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
some women never feel emotionally ready. The again, the reason that I kind of created is this, this whole physical, mental, and emotional component to healing. And so when you're finding out you have a miscarriage, so for me, I had an empty sac, meaning that the gestational sac just never developed. Like there was no, the fertilization happened, but there was no growth. There was no fetus. And so truthfully, I, it was never a viable pregnancy. I just didn't know about it until I went for an ultrasound, which happens at around nine weeks or so I went closer to eight weeks and they were like, oh, we can't see anything. Maybe you're still early on. But I think they knew, like, I think they knew that I wasn't. So they were like, we'll see you in two weeks, thinking that, hey, in two weeks, she'll miss Gary probably. And so, you know, or at least we'll know if she is or not. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I don't know if they just don't tell it versus it's like, oh, something is off, right? Like they just don't want to tell you because it's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. to have. But so for me, like once it initiated, I had to wait, I still had to wait. And so we think that it's just this one prof one day. Um, I think there's lack of education that like some medication and procedures can actually be more detrimental, like DNC can cause a lot of uterine scarring, mm-hmm. especially for somebody who doesn't have thick uterine lining, making it really difficult to get pregnant again, and you might need more time to heal. And so my approach again is like, hey, let's support the physical body through this big hormonal shift, the inflammation and the nutrient depletion and all of the stuff that's going on on the physical level. So you can give yourself space to go through the mental and emotional and go through it, feel the emotions. Like one of the things through my journey, and I sat up for a very long time in a counselor's chair. Mm -hmm. If you deny it, if you don't feel it, it just comes back. And so when this happened, I was like, okay, I have some grief to deal with. It wasn't even about this baby. I just had grief, you know, and I just cried for three days straight. Yeah. It's like, and it was beautiful. It was super sad, but I was a different person when I came out on the other side, you know, and I got to meet my angel baby now who I have, you know, the deepest connection with without even doing anything. It's just I can feel that she's just part of me, you know, Mm -hmm. even still being a year out um, where I didn't have that experience with my first because I just wasn't on that level. And so we want to give ourselves the space and the time that each miscarriage deserves and to just, what do I have to feel here? What's happening for me? Because then another myth is like, or not even myth, but in the conventional system, You have to have three miscarriages before you get any help. It's like three miscarriages. That's like a year of struggling. You know, like, do you know how long that is for a year to just be pregnant and pregnant? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, it's a miscarriage. Wait till I feel better. Okay, let's try again. Like, I just couldn't imagine going through that turmoil. And so, again, the goal is to give you the power. You don't have to run tests, but you can. And here's some options. You don't have to do it, but you can And if you do, then you might get the answers that you're looking for that will help you feel more, you know, clear and confident going into the next one. Because even if that loss happens again, you learn something and then you can always go deeper and deeper and deeper. So you're always learning from each experience as opposed to 
you know, being mad and being frustrated and blaming either yourself or hating your body for not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, where I think we can flip that experience and gain a deeper trust into the system, you know, mm-hmm. deeper in tune because a miscarriage is the fetus isn't viable. Your body couldn't carry it. There was something wrong in the environment or there's something wrong in the system. And so it's like, I hate, I don't want to say it's everything happens for a reason because that's not what it is, but the body's telling us something. And so we just want to listen and give it what it needs to be able to do what it's designed to do. Yes. And then of course we look at the partner as well, because it's very much could be the partner. Yeah. You, you've talked a bit about low sperm counts and a bit about hormone disruption in your opinion. What are some of the biggest causes of these issues nowadays where people are seeing such unnatural hormone levels and low sperm counts? Yeah. Um, Environmental toxins is a huge one. Uh, whether it's heavy metals, whether it's plastics, phthalates, volatile compounds, um, even things like parasites and like bacterial overgrowth, just infections, things that, cause it's toxicity that causes nutrient depletion. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people approaches to give a bunch of nutrients, but if you don't fix the toxicity, the thing that's depleting the nutrients, you're always climbing uphill and eventually it just stops working as well. And that's one of the things I do. And I test uh, environmental toxins and gut function and, you know, to just see what I call it. Like there's tests that show us what's happening. And then there's tests that show us why it's happening. The environmental toxins, kind of the gut is what tells us why those things are happening. Because if, you know, 97% of sperm is like malformed, then And then you see the test and it's like, oh, look at these levels of BPAs in that this person is excreting. And sure, there's no test that's 100%, you know, accurate, but you can start to draw the pieces. And then if the person isn't sleeping well, they're not exercising, they're not eating well, the, the body just gets overwhelmed. Like you need to do those things to support good detoxification and emptying, but then you have toxic exposure that people are not even aware of that they have in their life. Like I know people will look at, oh, lotions and potions and blind. It's like, no, it's like your water you're drinking, you know, like if you're not filtering your water and I mean like truly filtering your water, like drinking distilled water, you have a lot of exposure to uh, chemicals. The same with the foods that are grown. Like, where's your food coming from? What's sprayed on your food? What's the quality of it? And bringing that awareness by running tests and being like, where am I getting this stuff from? It's mm-hmm. like your food, your water, you know, your house. Like, and we, we do that. Uh, I do a lot of coaching on that so they can help understand them how to clean the environment and then using supplements and, you know, other nutrients, uh, detox protocols to help pull that stuff out of the body. And you see it restore, you see it restore, uh, you know, sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's nine months, three months, if there's not a lot that was going on, you know, Mm -hmm. but for sperm, it's like men produce sperm every day. It takes about two and a half months for it to go from nothing to a mature sperm. So that's great news for guys, right? Like if you have bad sperm, guess what? You flip your wife around, depending on how much you need to do that. But in two and a half months, you have a brand new set. 
Yeah. And so I say it's like filtering. Uh, if you have really muddy water, you might need more than one filtration. Mm-hmm. So two and a half months might not be enough. That's why we go into that five, six month mark and maybe even one more, depending on how much they're doing and, uh, you know, how much they've changed their lifestyle, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And I, I love what I love about your work is that you focus on overall health. So like I mentioned uh, to you in my story, when I, I got pregnant with my first child fairly easy because it was very healthy. And then for some reason, that pregnancy did something to my body and I'd never really recovered. And so my mm-hmm. second pregnancy, I had trouble, but they sent me to, so I was trying to get pregnant. Nothing was happening. They sent me to a fertility clinic. They basically gave me a pill to force a period and then a pill to force an ovulation and boom, I got pregnant. And I'm lucky because a lot of people go through many more hoops than that, but they never actually told me what was wrong with me. And they never told me they weren't focused on the health at all. They're just like, no, our point is just to make a baby. That's it. That's all we're concerned with. You, no, 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 no. But you focus on the health because that is so important. It's it's not even, you work with people even that aren't trying to get pregnant or recover from miscarriages as well. So uh, people people come to you for lifestyle transformation. So what inspires you to help people feel better? And why is that health the most important part of what you do? For sure. Um, I mean, you know, I've seen my grandma be really sick from... I mean, honestly, it's like after her husband left her unexpectedly mm-hmm. and we were, um, I was born and raised in Russia until I was 12. So, you know, she grew up in the war, lot like really just difficult life. And so when the husband left after 25 years, she started to have a lot of heart issues. And when I look into that and then she get, she used to be an athlete, she gained weight, she started to have arthritis and, you know, kind of high blood pressure, heart issues is what we thought runs in the family now. Right. But, you know, truthfully, when I look back on that, it's like, she, she just had a broken heart. She had anxiety, you know, and no one really addressed it back then. And I watched her deteriorate just based on lifestyle. And, you know, then my mom was on a diet all of her life. And when I started to struggle with my weight loss, I was like, I don't want to relive this. Like, this is just a pattern. Like something is, there's got to be. And what I did is I would look at people who I want their lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I admired what they look like or had or whatever. And I would try to copy it. And so I remember looking at bodybuilders and be like, well, I love how they look, but I hate their lifestyle. I don't want (laughs) to eat broccoli and chicken because it's like, I just couldn't do it. I would do it for a week and I would just binge really hard. And so I would, you know, I did that for a couple months. And then I was like, I can't do this. Like this isn't working for me. And then, you know, I found CrossFit and then that's where I found a group of people who were focusing more on the function of the body as opposed to how it looked. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I had a naturopath that helped me figure out inflammation and my emotions and all that. But what I understood through that is the healthier I was, the, I mean, the better my life was the better I felt, the better people I attracted, the more experiences I had, the more I could be present with those experiences. And so when it comes to having kids, what I realized through my journey is that it was the same thing. The better state that I was in, the deeper my experience could be. So I had no awareness in my first pregnancy. I just did, let's see what happens. And I wasn't present 
And I wasn't appreciative of it because it wasn't hard to get pregnant. And everyone just said like, oh, you have it easy. Because sure, I didn't have complications. I didn't have gestational diabetes. I didn't have high blood pressure, whatever. Like as far as everyone was concerned, it was healthy. So when I had my miscarriage, part of the grief was that I never appreciated what my body did for me the first time. It was like, man, I had no awareness. I didn't appreciate any of that. And now I might not be able to experience it. But taking it back to like the healthier I am, my cells are like, those are my eggs, right? That's the quality of the egg can improve and change with every cycle. And the more in tune I am, the more present I am, the more I get to experience my body And that's all just comes to being healthy. Like you don't want to experience your body when you're unhealthy because it feels awful. You're tired, you're groggy, you're heavy, you're whatever. And your children are going to be a byproduct of that. So I worked a lot with kids and like before being a naturopath, I coached gymnastics. And then as a naturopath, right, you just get to see the whole family. And I would see these kids who were really sick like ADHD, OCD, like severe behavioral issues, severe eczema, digestive, asthma. And when I would test their stuff, it's like they haven't been on this planet for that long to accumulate some of these things that I'm finding, like the environmental toxins, you know, like they just haven't been in here for that long. They've been on the planet for three, five years, you know? So I got tired of seeing that because when we look at the parents, they're like, oh, I have no idea how I got pregnant, or I had all these issues, or I had, you know, and so we're just kind of passing this stuff on. Mm -hmm. And then it's very anxiety provoke parenting, because now when you have a sick kid, it's tough. Like having kids is tough already. But having a kid who doesn't listen, is bouncing off the walls, that's like screaming fits that you can't control or has like severe pain and that you just have no idea how to manage. That's hard. And that's where I was like, hey, I wonder if we can reverse some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And my kids are my biggest experiments, you know, it's (laughs) like, if I'm healthy, like, and I can already see it between the two of them. It's like, what, what's it like? And when I say that to people all the times, they're like, it makes so much sense, you know, because it does, right? Like it resonates. Like, of course, if I'm healthy, the probability goes up. There's no guarantee. Life has no guarantees. I think people know that, but let's increase our probability. And at the end of the day, it's like when you're healthy, you can fully experience whether it's pregnancy, whether it's birth, whether it's your child you can be more present because you like being here. You Mm -hmm. like being in your space, in your body, as opposed to hating it, not trusting it, not, you know. So that's that's why I'm so passionate about because I think it's like, that's everything. Health is our, health is everything. (laughs) It is, it is. It's our most important capital, right? It's our biggest asset. And uh, it's been, you know, having children, the one thing, you know, I was sort of raised old school where children were just sort of this thing that happened and like, be quiet, do your thing. And I actually really enjoy my children, which is funny because even now my parents are like, 
wow, it's so amazing to see you parent. It's so different than what we did. We didn't know mm-hmm. better, but it's so yep. amazing to see like, and it, it gets infectious. Other people are like, Hey, maybe I should like my children too. Right. Yeah, of course. Like sure. love your children. They're little yes. people. They're so exciting. And now that they're teenagers, I have teenagers now. Oh, wow. Yeah. The best secret I found is that teenagers are awesome. They're so awesome. They're funny. They're smart. They're active. They're uh, kind and compassionate. They they think they're critically. more depend- independent, right? So yeah, and people are yeah. like, just wait, it's going to be a nightmare, and it not at all. It's been yeah. actually. I really think it's a nightmare right? when you don't do the other stuff, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right, like there's something, and it could still be. Uh, you know, it could still be a nightmare, but I'm, I'm a big believer. It's like, if you do it well, and this is where I was like, Oh, when I do things well during pregnancy and during that first couple of years, then it's going to be better. And then I just went deeper to like, no, it's not actually during pregnancy. It's before Mm -hmm. that's when it really matters like that, because you're setting the egg that's getting ready to ovulate, right? It takes three months for the egg to mature it's three months before and if you have stuff right it's six months or nine months so just starting to think about that and being so much more intentional with having kids is imagine having that intention versus like let's just see what happens and that's my pain with my firstborn where I you know I just didn't let's see what happens and it, I, I didn't appreciate her as a baby. Like I was like, oh my God, there's so much work. Like, I can't believe this. And <laughs> it's like, she was a good baby. It's funny. Mm. Cause I look back on it now. And I, again, my miscarriage, part of the grief was not even this new baby. It was like, man, I didn't appreciate that first one at all. And I was grieving that portion of it through my miscarriage of like, you missed it. You missed this whole, you know, and at this point it was like three years, but it's like, you missed it. You weren't Mm -hmm. there. And like, that's the guilt. The mom guilt is always there, but it's, you know, you got to work through it. You got to process it. You got to forgive yourself. You got to move through so you can be more present for the next thing. And even you can be more present now, right? Like I'm more present now than I was with, with my firstborn uh, before. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So what is next for Dr. Jane from here? What can people expect to see and hear from you? So um, my miscarriage support program is coming out, you know, next week, early next week, we're kind of doing it as a Black Friday uh, promo, but really it's just putting all the pieces together to have that uh, ready and launched. Mm-hmm. I have a Facebook fertility group, natural Dr. Jane's natural fertility support group, where if you are looking to get pregnant soon, you've been struggling, uh, you know, you, you, you've experienced some loss, you just want to learn and understand a little bit more what it takes to have a good pregnancy. I welcome you to join that. Beautiful. And really Instagram at Facebook at Dr. Jane Levesque, that's where you can find me and shoot me a message. That's I'm constantly messaging with my followers. I, you know, provide lots of great feet content to educate because it's something that I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you uh, follow and connect. And, you know, if you're looking for a practitioner, then just connect and we'll see if I'm the right person to help. Absolutely. And do you service people outside of Calgary as well? Can people work with Mm -hmm. you if they're not in Calgary? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Especially, I mean, through the programs, right? It's everything's virtual now, which is great. So it makes it, yeah, it makes it really easy. 
Good. And if you could leave the audience with one last thought, what would you really want to make sure that they walked away with today? For sure. Um, I think to just give your body time to, whether it's to prepare or to heal. So if you're struggling to get pregnant, if you experience pregnancy loss, like giving your body time to heal is really important. If you are just thinking about getting pregnant, just giving your body time to prepare, to be on the same page. Like I still work with clients who've just, you know, they've experienced a miscarriage, a couple of them, and they're ready to do something different. And I'll ask them like, how are you different now than when you were? And if the answer is like, I'm not that different, it's like, well, we still got some growth to do then, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's in your habits, whether it's how, in how you think, what you feel, how you connect to your partner, every experience needs to change us and we need to learn from it, but realize that the body takes some time. It doesn't have to take forever, but it does take time. And if it feels like it's forever, then it's just time to get some help. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's incremental. We're looking for incremental. Yes. When I was one of my doctors that was actually very helpful said, you know, I think, I think you need to lower your expectations without settling. She says, cause I think you, you know, you used to be yes. here. So you think you're going to be, you think you need to rock it up to there again, but we, can we just get here first? Can we just get yes. like this high, get a little bit higher and then a little more. And that helped me so much. No, I love that. That's exactly, I, I always say like the step-by-step -step process, because you always, <laughs> you always see yourself already at the finish line, but understand that there's probably, you know, a hundred steps in there that you have to take. And some of them are going to veer you off and then bring you back to the trail. So decreasing those expectations, but don't settle because mm. you're right. Like if you're not happy with where you are, don't settle. You're never going to be but be grateful, right? Be grateful through the journey because, and that's, that's art that takes practice. It does take practice. Healing is definitely mm -hmm. a skill. I, I wish they taught it in schools. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a special skill. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise and knowledge. I'm going to make sure all your information is in the show notes so everybody can find you and access you and engage with you on social media. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you, Chrissy, for having me. Thank you again, Dr. Jane, for sharing so openly. I am so excited to be connected with you and just thank you for sharing. You've just been, you've imparted so much wisdom with all of us and I think a lot of hope for us in, uh, and tools, great tools for advocating for ourselves and understanding uh, that how much intuition we have over our own bodies and how much control and power we have in advocating for ourselves and finding the right provider for us. And I think sometimes we do feel a little discouraged that we're sort of just stuck with one provider, but I think we do have to connect with our providers. I think that's an important relationship. Next week, I have, we're sort of going on a theme, I guess, because next week I have a lady, an Australian who's living actually in Europe right now. Her name is Andy Munzi, and she is the founder of Alexa Wears My Period 28 Day Challenge. And she also, she's not so much about fertility, but what she does is she coaches women on how to really work around their cycle and be intuitive to what their body naturally needs throughout their normal 28 day cycle so it's she is fabulous she is 
funny, she is uh, energetic, and she just really talks a lot about the power of femininity, the power of owning our cycles, uh, the power of why our bodies are built that way. And one thing I learned from her, which I didn't even realize, was the the menstrual cycle was actually one of the first ways humans started tracking time on a longer basis because they would every new moon on average so every month or so every 28 days the women in the tribe would bleed for three days and then it would happen again so it was a way of seeing a pattern over time which is which is pretty cool but anyways we have a good laugh we have a really great time i think you're really gonna love it and you can check her out alexa where is my period you can find her on facebook and stuff if you want to check it out oh, beforehand, if you do the challenge publicly, she'll do it for free. If you want to do it privately uh, and have her coach you, then there is a fee for that. And you can just reach out to her. But that is next week. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. And don't forget about the Happy Life Planner. And if you're interested in HypnoBaby's products, uh, all those will be in the show notes as well as all of Dr. Jane's amazing contact information. And even though she's in Calgary, she does work all over the place virtually with people so if you feel that she might be a good practitioner for you definitely go check out her website talk to you soon